you're just sitting there. <laughs> We're keeping this in, okay? Hi, creatives. Welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. And I'm Professional James. Professional James, who never fucks around on the podcast. If you tell your audience you're professional, then they just believe it. Like, you don't have to actually act professional. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking about uh, timing. Um, we're going to be looking at a range of different topics. Timing in terms of uh, the fact that the creative journey takes time, the fact that uh, finding you know, your version of success will take time. We're going to look at pacing in terms of um, time spent on your art and how long we should be spending on our art. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was just really distracted by how far you were from the microphone there for a second, and I, and I wasn't even paying attention to what you were speak, what you were saying. Um, I don't mean that in a sassy way. I'm literally just telling you my brain, what, what was happening in my brain. We're talking about timing and Can pace. I just say you look really cute? Thank you. I like your little balls on top of your head. <laughs> Doesn't sound cute, but... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what's the, what's we the start again? No, what's the delicate way of saying that? I have space buns. Space buns. Is that what they call Not them? balls on my head. They're called space well, buns. Well, I mean, they look like... You can't say the word balls anymore. It's annoying. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I'm just like, what other word is there? The circles. I like the circles of hair <laughs> on your... It's space buns. I like today. the three-dimensional circles of hair on your head. <gasps> We're talking about timing. And this has all been a lesson in how you can be slow. Because we just took three minutes to intro our podcast. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're going to be looking at the balance today of like, you know, how we are allowed to honor our own pace. We're allowed to go slow. We're allowed to do things, you know, that take a lot of time. Um, and how we balance with that with making sure that we are actually finishing our art, sharing our art, doing the generous and vulnerable thing. Also looking at how we have to be patient with our journey and how painful that can be at times, but how necessary it is. Where do you want to start, James? Well, I, the reason that I brought this topic up with you was because after our success conversation, um, we well, we noticed a lot of people found that conversation tough. Mm. Um, for yeah, you know, I think, and I I totally acknowledge that I find it really hard as well. Um, and I was thinking about maybe why people find it tough, and I think it's because, and you can definitely speak to this, Amy, because I know you were in this for a long time. It's because people um, hear about like striving for success and wanting success and they hear us talk about success and they're like well why aren't i successful right now mm. and i think that can be really hard to be in a place where you're still just sort of slogging away where you're still just um doing the work and hoping that and just sort of hoping um and how that can be quite a scary place yeah and how um you know you get told oh just be patient but it, it can be really hard to be patient yeah so my experience with this is is one of like a, you know really high emotional response. So I was told frequently during my creative journey, uh, just be patient. You know, when I was working on, you know, I was at ca working at cafes. I was doing jobs that I absolutely despised. I haven't enjoyed any muggle job that I've ever you know done. Um, all I wanted to do was do something full time creative. And people were like, well, you're just gonna have to be patient, you know? And I, all I could think was, I am fucking miserable. And you're asking me to just sit in this misery. Um, you're telling me that success cannot be mine in this moment and that I just have to sit through pain in order to, to get there. And I found that incredibly insensitive when people told me that. I felt very unseen and it felt very unfair. Yeah, and I, I saw that pain, and I saw that pain in you for years, and and it was, um, 
And I always just wanted to pick you up and hold you and, and just be like, it's going to be okay. But even mm-hmm. I, you know, you don't know that. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Like, that's all you want to say to a loved one. That's all you want to say to someone you care about. You could see how much pain you were in. And, and that was my instinct too, just to be like, don't worry, Amy, just keep going. It's going to be fine. But I didn't know. Yeah. I, I wanted to believe, but I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredibly difficult time. And I'm always really reluctant to tell creatives who are in that dark moment of the soul when they're, you know, you know, in their like third, fourth, tenth year of just battling it out. And they're like, how can this ever be going somewhere? I cannot be patient any longer. My life is too painful in this moment right now. All I want is to be able to connect with my creativity, but I'm not. And I'm so frustrated. And, you know, my so many people's instinct is to just say, you know, oh, it's coming for you. You've just got to be patient. But, you know, and I'm... I just find that our difficult response, even though I think there is a lot of truth in it, because I think it's very invalidating of people's pain. Um, you know, the journey of creativity can be really hard, especially if, you know, you just feel called to connect with your art and it's not happening. It can be so painful being in that spot before it happens. And, you know, yes, we need to find a space of patience on this road of creativity because time gives us so much. And, you know, this creative journey is long and sometimes it really does just take time. But we also need to, you know, know how to look after ourselves and be extremely compassionate with ourselves in the moments when we, we don't feel successful. Because I think it really is in- extremely invalidating to just tell people who are in that moment to just be patient. Yeah, I mean, like everything we always talk about, there's it's all about balance right it's Mm. like you do have to have i think if if you want to build a creative life you do have to have the attitude of it's not going to happen overnight just because it just it just takes a long time to write a book or it takes a long time to to create things you know yeah um and it takes a long time to develop the skill as well um it takes a long time to get noticed it takes a long time to connect like to build build connections like these things do just take time um but you but you know you're right at, at this but at the same moment it's like a lot of us i think you know we speak to a lot of people who love their day job or love what they do day to day and they think oh, and they say oh creating is something that i am really interested in but i'm really happy with my day job as well so and i think that's an that's an easier situation to be in but from both of our perspectives we've both had jobs that we've hated mm. before doing what we do now and i know and amy knows how painful it is to be in that moment and how alienating we alienated we can feel from our work and how um wrong muggle work can feel i feel it deep in my body um you know i've talked about it before but when i've had jobs that i hate like it's really a a full physical nausea that i experience yeah basically like it's um and i don't know if it's to do with my autism but i can't it's like feeling trapped in a box it's like feeling trapped in a cage like yeah um and it sounds dramatic because like you know oh whatever you you know you you're working at a desk in an office typing at a desk like how bad can it be but it can really feel really claustrophobic and, and horrible um mm. it's not something that that we're all suited to it's not something that we all uh should feel like we have to be suited to yeah um and a lot of modern work really fucking sucks yeah yeah and that's also just like we can acknowledge that yeah i think before we get deep into this topic of why we need patience i think we just wanted to have this discussion first because if you're not in a place where you want to be told this journey is long then just just bow out and don't listen to us because i don't think we always need to be told this and i just want you to know that i see you and if you're in that place of fuck no i just need it now i see you and i love you very much and i know how deeply painful that can be 
I do want to get into why we need to be patient, but I just also want to acknowledge that that's not always what we need to hear. And if it's not what you need to hear right now, then maybe this isn't the podcast for you. Yeah, I think that's totally valid. I think, you know, you don't have to sit here and listen to us love away at any time. I think you should have permission <laughs> to always turn us off. We don't, we won't take it. We won't be offended. Don't worry. Um, but yes, particularly for these, uh, these sort of issues, like I think this can be a really raw thing. And it's also, it comes down to a lot of fear. Like we all have those doubt. We have doubt and fear. Like I have doubt and fear that no one's ever going to read my books, you know? Mm. And I think we all, we all experience that. I think even established authors worry that this book's going to be my last or, yeah. or established any, sorry, I always bring it back to writers. I know but any kind of established creative um, you know, people with successful businesses always think it's going to come crumbling down tomorrow or something. Like, this gravy train can't keep going forever. Like, yeah. at all stages of our journey, we're going to have to think about the fact that it might end or might never happen. Yeah. And that's really scary. It's yeah. really fucking scary. I'm scared of it every day. Um, I'm scared of it every day. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a big topic and we're not always in the right mind space to delve into it. And I think this is just an opportunity to let you know that it's okay if it's not it's not feeling right right now yes definitely cool let's talk about why we need patience on the creative journey now that we've said that well i mean i think there are a lot of really good reasons that we should have patience i think first of all because the only way that you're going to get good at your art is by creating regularly consistently over a long period of time yeah and that's part of the joy I think for so many of us, again, maybe it's because we really can't, we aren't content with the life that we have and we want, you know, that creative success right now because we want to be able to create full time or whatever it is. We forget that there's so much joy in the fact that this is a long process, that we're always going to be getting, you know, better if we keep committing to our art and practicing our art in a consistent pattern. Um, and that that's just a part of the magic of the journey. This isn't a, a quick fix this isn't a you know an immediate gratification leading a creative life is is a way of life and that means that each day you know something changes or something grows or it, it you know morphs into something else like it's a long journey and that's part of why i love what we do yeah i mean i mean i'm always frightened for the day where i feel like i am as good as i can be mm. at writing like i'm i love that every time i show up I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. Yeah. And I feel like I've still got a lo really long way to go. And that's so exciting because it means that what I'm writing right now isn't my best work and that I've got my best work ahead of me. Yes. And I'm going to be moving into my best work over the next several years, like, or decades even. I was speaking to a Lionscapes, the beautiful couple that run Lionscapes Instagram and they're graphic designers and they're incredible. And they were talking about how our best work is yet to come. And they were actually talking to me about how that often really triggers people, which I think is really interesting. They say that when they talk about how your best work is ahead of you, people often really shut down uh, as though it's um, reflecting poorly on the work that you're creating now. But it's actually just so fucking exciting and it doesn't detract from what you are creating right now. And what you're creating right now could be incredible and it could be ready to connect and it could be... Yeah something that people will love but you could i mean you almost certainly still have better work that you can do and i love that and i think this again is where uh creativity and leading a creative journey is really different to other types of journeys for example i always look at sportsmen and athletes and i think fuck i'm so glad i'm a creative because i get to do this fingers crossed for most of my life whereas athletes and people who do stuff with their physical body often have to you know have a time cap on that and they feel that that time pressure on them whereas as a creative you know a lot of us are going to get to do this until we're very very old and it's just so exciting to me that this journey is long and also it's something that you can do really like by yourself in many ways i think an athlete i'm sorry if this is a bit of a diversion but an athlete often has to do something you know 
in an organized team environment or if you know even if you're a solo athlete it's like you've got to turn up to the competition and execute it's like we get to i know there are there's practice and everything but you know we get to do our craft as in on our own terms when we want it when to do it for the most part yeah I mean, there are obviously some exceptions like that with acting can be a bit different like that. Musicians yes. can be a bit different. I know. I, I know. I always have that. My, um, my sister and brother-in-law are... Um, just moving the door. Yeah, because it was rocking. Okay. Um, always say to us, oh, you're so lucky that you're... Because they're actors. And they say, oh, you're so lucky that you're writers because we have to wait for the, for the play to be organized. Mm. And of course, like that's... We acknowledge that that's not... It's always going to be so easy for creatives just to... They can't always do what they want to do all the time. Mm. And yeah. we always talk about how, like, we want to get more successful because we want more cool opportunities. And obviously, every amazing opportunity isn't always available to you. But yeah. there's always there's always my keyboard and there's always the blank document mm. that I can come to if I want to do my craft. I love that. For the rest of my life. Yeah. Or maybe maybe in 10 years' time, it'll be like a direct brain interface. <laughs> you could always hope, James. Do you ever think about that? <laughs> no. Just, like, thinking your story into... Maybe even, like, thinking the images into existence onto a page would be really interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. All right. Also, uh, okay. Let's go up. Move on from. Okay. So, t- taking time also allows us to get better Amy's and better. Like, I draw the line at science fiction. <laughs> I just know you can go on really no big science tangents. fiction rants on this podcast. You can start your own podcast, James. Well, you can if you want. Okay, and you can banter as much as you want. You can do whatever you want. You can have a whole podcast about how Amy's not speaking into the correct mic correctly. Oh, that'd be a good one. Or maybe that could be one episode. <laughs> Fuck. Well, if you had a b- direct brain interface, James. Okay, sorry. What other reasons why do we need to be patient on the creative journey? Oh my God, Getting I had better. so many good ones when I was sitting outside talking to you about this yesterday. Why can't I think of them now? We need to write down our ideas. This is the problem, people, is if you ever start a podcast, write down your ideas. Immediately. Immediately. Um, Because this is the way that this creative process goes. Like, it just is a long journey. Like, I... <laughs> I think that, you know, you're just going to give yourself more chance to, for success, essentially. Like, the more swings you have, the more... Atten- Sorry to use another sporting metaphor. seems to be my only type of metaphor I can use. But, like, the more swings you have at the ball, the more chances you have to connect. Mm. The more books you write, the more chances you're going to strike gold. The more um, time you spend getting better, the better you're going to get. And, like, um, it's just accumulative accumulative mm. exactly like maybe your current book idea isn't going to uh light the world on fire because it just isn't the right time or it isn't the right place or but maybe the one that you write in two years from now is going to be perfect mm. and it's gonna be the same quality it's just gonna be you just gonna get lucky with that one lucky yeah with that one. and it just increases your chance of luck i know that like cliche about you know um most success is where um luck meets preparedness mm. and i think obviously you can decide for yourself how much you think success is luck and how much you think it is preparedness um i think it's an open conversation that we can have and amy and i have had that conversation on this podcast before several times um but the point is say okay simple maths say you have a one in a hundred chance of your current piece of artwork being extremely successful maybe it's a better chance maybe it's a worse chance i just like one in a hundred because it makes the math easy so if you do um if you have five pieces of art then that's going to give you five more chances to have that one in a hundred pay off, you know? So it gives you five more rolls of the dice. Yeah. I think the question I want to ask you all is, are you comfortable with being in this for the long haul? And the people who, the creatives that connect and, and, you know, create really abundant, magical lives for themselves are people who are really willing to be in it for the long haul. And if you can find a way to make your practice and to make your 
career, you know, so delightful and enjoyable on a day-to-day basis, you're going to be able to create a life that and a creative journey that is really long and enjoyable and flourishing. Um, and you're going to be able to be in it for the long haul. Um, and I just think that we need to get comfortable with that. Like, are you are you ready to be in this for the long haul? Because that is how you make impact. That's how you connect. And I think a lot of us, or a lot of creatives that I speak with just aren't willing to be in it for the long haul. Um, they get so frustrated so quickly and all of their, and I'm, you know, air quoting this, all their failures um, to them just are a sign that they need to stop and a sign that they need to give up rather than realizing that this is a part of the game. This is a part of the really long story and you need to, to hold on and you need to create a life that's you know on a day-to-day basis just you know divine and enjoyable of course it will be challenging at times but you know are your practices are you in love with the practices you have each day can you you know how do you deal with the failures can do you see them as failures these are the questions we need to ask if we're going to make it for the long haul i think a lot of us get really upset that like oh my first book isn't going to be successful or something it's like because it makes us feel like our base talent level wasn't good enough or something. Interesting. Or, you know, we in our current state are this person not deserving of success. But that's not really, that's not the case. Like the reason probably that your first book isn't going to be successful is just because you, well, like you're learning. Yeah. And of course, like your first book might be extremely successful or your first piece of art might be extremely successful. But um, I think it's just like, that's just an acknowledgement that your first book is going to you're going to learn so many lessons and mm-hmm. that's the thing it's like by the time you get to your second book of course it's going to have more chance of success because you could have learned so much by that second book i just want to be honest and say like when i remember writing my first book esther and i was in um a course and the teacher was said most people's first books will just get put in a drawer and i was like absolutely fuck you <laughs> Because it seems so painful because you're spent, you're putting so much time and energy into this project and you're pouring yourself into it. You're being so vulnerable every day when you turn up to it. You're showing it to people. You're telling people about it maybe. Like it just feels like such a big, important deal, your mm. first project. Or any project that right. you put in a lot of effort in, you yeah, know. You're For someone to just stare at you and be like, well, that probably won't work. It's like, fuck you. And of course, that, it's wrong because plenty of people do have their first project yeah. pay off. It's just like... I think the better thing to say is that there's more odds. The, the odds are greater of your second one doing just because you're going to be yes. better. Like if you can make it to number two, you're just going to be better. Like If you can make it to number 30, do you know how good your chances are? Like yeah. that that way of looking at it, like just that inverting of the phrasing is such a more positive way of looking at it mm. rather than being like, you know, in this present moment, all the work that you're putting in, it's useless because it's unlikely that you're going to be successful. Instead, you know, first of all, that's just not true. But I think we need to look at it more as just as you said, James, like it's accumulative. Like the more we do, the better we get, the more we understand ourselves, the more we understand what we want to create, the more art that we have out there in the world to connect, the chances just get better. Yeah. And the chances get better. You build, you've probably, you're older, you're wiser by the time you, you do more, the more you do, you know, you've had more chances to connect with people, to make connections, to make, to you know, use that gross word network. Mm. Um, you, you just, I mean, I wouldn't want to live in a world where my, where, 29 as i am now is my best yeah i don't want to live like that like i hope my next novel is the is better than my current novel i hope so much that it is yeah i love Um, that i mean of course there's nothing wrong with taking you know going two steps forward one step back but because that's just part of the journey but at the same time like uh, 
I hope on average my work going forward is better and better and better. Yeah. It has, and I hope it has more and more chances. I believe it has more and more chances of success. I believe that too. Okay, I want to take it on a tangent. Well, not a tangent. I want to look at timing in a different light. What about pace in terms of the current project we're in? How long it takes to do each of our projects? Like, how can we look at timing in terms of how long it takes for us to create? I did a poll today that looked at um, the question that I posed to people on Instagram was, um, uh, do you have shame around how long it takes you to finish projects? And I think at the moment it's like 89% say yes. Let's talk about how long it takes to create a piece of art i mean it's so tricky because there are probably people out there who take like three months to do a massive project and i think that's ages and there are probably people who are out there who take two years and think it's quick or like it's so subjective right it's so ridiculous like my biggest thing is are you finishing the work are you able to be generous with it in the end you know but the pressure of you know how long it should take is ridiculous and we have to start getting to know our own pace and that is a really easy thing to say like get to know your own pace get to know your own creative pace but it requires deprogramming a lot of inherited stories from society it, it requires you divorcing yourself from hustle, hustle culture divorcing yourself from you know the nine to five kind of pace like you need to figure out what your actual creative pace is and then you need to implement it. But learning that is much harder. It's much easier said than done. I think like, you know, let's talk. About, I mean, do you think, I think maybe she's going to hate me talking about her right now. But our friend Lola, um, one of Amy's longest clients who has like a massive fantasy book. It's huge, like really intricate into like plots going, like weaving in and out of themselves. Like what is it? 160,000 words or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a big mama of a book. You know, of course, that's going to take longer for her to finish than my 80,000 word novel yeah it's of course and it's also good because it's not linear it's like you add a, you you double the length you're not doubling you're like quadrupling or quintupling the complexity you know you're yeah. not um it's not so simple as just saying like well it's going to take double as long to write twice as yes. much it's probably going to take three or four times as long to write double as much um depending on your experience level so i think it's just like you know you've got to look at your own project and you've got to say you got to see whether you know what's reasonable there as well and you know, just so cut true. yourself some slack right like it's almost every single project like my my whole thing is you know i'm gonna write a book a year that's what i always say but it always takes me a little bit longer like 13 14 months i know some of you probably sitting there going oh boohoo james it's like and exactly right and I, I don't get upset about that i let myself yeah take a little bit longer it's fine but that first goal for me is like about giving myself the best opportunity to actually just finish the fucking thing yeah I love that. And I love what you say. Like, yes, you have to get to know your own pace, but you also have to get to know the pace of your project because each project is going to be different and it's going to require a different amount of time. Um, I'm just tired of listening to creatives being dicks to themselves about how long projects are taking. Like if you're showing up consistently, that doesn't mean every day. It means you're in a consistent pattern, whether that's consistently once a week, because that's what works for you, or consistently a few times a week, or consistently on every other weekend. If you have a pattern of creating that you are committed to, I'm just not worried about how long your projects are going to take. I do, I do think it is important to be constantly touching your project though. Same. You've got, it makes it so much easier. Like I think that the biggest thing you've got to try and avoid is taking like that six month break or whatever. Fucking like, hell, yeah. Because you're gonna, especially midway through a draft of something, or um, I don't know what would be more relevant to someone who was wasn't writing. Like <laughs> James, you're so I, you're so novel focused. I cannot think outside my box. I'm so sorry. Just transpose this to whatever you're working on. But if I if I I see people who stop writing a novel at halfway. No, and no, they no. can't and they come back in a year later it's a disaster it's a disaster even a month away from a novel in my opinion is a really bad idea i think you can take a month off after the draft easily yeah. or even six months off after the first draft or second draft amy's kind of shaking her head a little bit but i do think that's fine 
but I think mid draft, like you've got to have. It's so hard to keep all. You know, we all have these amazing, beautiful, big, juicy brains, and they're full of these. You know, we think outside the box, and we have all these incredible ideas. And um, we're not doing a spreadsheet, you know. Yeah. We're doing something that is like a living, breathing thing, yeah. and you can lose the life essence of it. You can. Or or the life essence will change. That's another thing. Like maybe you won't lose it. It's like literally these things morph in our heads. Yeah. Your ideas do. morph in your heads and based on your experience based on what you had for breakfast that morning like and the more it's like imagine it as a virus like the more time you give it to go off and do its own thing unchecked the more chance it has of mutation oh okay and the more chance it has of a deadly mutation as well yeah you don't want to let that thing go off there and mutate because suddenly you're going to lose control of it agreed and that is not talking about how fast you need to do your project that's talking about how regularly you need to check in with your project with your art with that creative whatever it is that you're making and also just to be clear like i'm not saying don't let yourself like come up with new brilliant ideas for your project i'm just saying like you've got to do that in a controlled way yeah i agree i i just i want to give everyone a permission slip to go at their own pace and to be slower than what they think you know i have a um classic amy love letter that says nearly all creative projects will take longer than you think just like what james said Mm. and just stop being a dick to yourself about it like we're in a really crazy wild you know adventurous field of creating and it's okay that things take time you're making something really cool as long as you're constantly touching base and as long as you know that you're going to finish it and that you trust that you will finish it i guess like i just want to give you a hopeful message which is that you have a long creative career in front of you even if you're in your 60s and 70s now like i know based on our spotify on our anchor stats that there aren't that many of you out there. If, if you are listening to your 60s and 70s, I love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love you too. Um, but you still have a long time. You still have a long time to be creating. And I know you want the benefits of a creative life right now. And I know you want to be able to be sitting in your success right now. I know you want the freedom to be able to create as much as you want right now. But I just want you to know it's never too late. And you're never behind. And you can always wake up tomorrow and really start pushing for what you want. Yeah. And you can always take six months off and you'll be totally fine. Like you can do, you'll be totally fine. Yeah. You can take six years off and you'll be totally fine. Yeah. But the more time you can spend on your craft, the more you'll be moving towards the creative life Mm. that you want to build. And even Mm. that, it's like, you know, I always talk about this, like I'm not a famous author. I'm not a published author, but this creative life I want to live is the one I live almost like right now. It's that joy of spending half an hour to an hour every day with my project that's what i love Mm. and that's what i'm talking about as well yeah i love that james that's so well said Mm. i think there's just such a piece that can be found and you know i just want you to exhale like you're on a really long creative journey and it's gonna have you know some incredible things happen to you if you you know if you are showing up and being vulnerable and generous with your art like i promise you you know incredible things will happen to you if you consistently show up with your art and you generously share and you know it just doesn't need to be rushed you don't need the stress and the anxiety of rushing towards your destiny of making it all happen right now you know it's all planned out it's all in front of you it's all waiting in the wings and you just need to exhale trust it and keep creating yeah i feel like we could have i think there's more to cover but i don't know my brain's running out yeah to be honest we're both a bit it's very touch and go whether we did this today yeah um Mostly because I ate a donut like an hour ago and it just really didn't agree with me. <laughs> Sorry to overshare. But like, as in like, I just feel tired yeah. from the donut. Too much sugar. Poor James. Also pretty sure I'm celiac. 
<laughs> doesn't stop you consuming copious amounts of gluten. I know, I love gluten. All right, guys, we're very, very grateful for you. Thank you for being here with us. If you have any thoughts, always feel free to message either of us or you know follow us on our unpublished podcast Instagram. We love you there. And yeah, we'll see you next week. And that Instagram is going to be getting a nice zhuzh up soon as well. Zhuzh. So go over and enjoy that. Our grid is going to be looking tasty over the next few weeks. <laughs> love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>